السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رب شرح لی صدری ویسر لی امری وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم اهدي قلبي وسدد لساني وسلل سخيمة قلبي آمين Today inshallah we will begin our study of Sahih Al-Bukhari There is still a lot more that I want to tell you about the life of Imam Bukhari a lot more about hadith in general, hadith terminology. But inshallah, as we go along the course, I will give you a few things here and there, inshallah. But today, since majority of you have your books with you, inshallah, I think we should start right away. What do you say? Yeah? Inshallah. Okay, so just a quick reminder about the etiquette of studying hadith. Studying hadith, studying the life, the words, the commands, the circumstances of the Prophet ﷺ. What is this action, studying about the Prophet ﷺ? What kind of an action is this? Is this like studying biology? Is it like studying general world history? No. This is an act of worship. Because knowledge is a means. It is a means of what? Drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially when it comes to religious knowledge, it is a means for worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah says in the Qur'an, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ That you must have this knowledge that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah. So in order to have that belief that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, and in order to practice that belief, what is it that we must have before this belief and action? What is necessary? Knowledge. So anything that helps us worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better, that also becomes what? An act of worship. So as we sit here studying the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam I want you to refresh or renew your intention remind yourself of your purpose why are you here what is the objective what is the purpose to worship Allah better so the intention is what to worship Allah and remember that When a person is doing something to please, or when a person is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the condition for the acceptance of that worship is what? The right intention. That it should be for the sake of Allah. It should be in order to draw closer to Allah. It should be in order to attain Allah's pleasure, His approval. Because we learned that if a person seeks knowledge, what kind of knowledge? Religious knowledge. But he seeks it for a wrong purpose. And what could that wrong purpose be? 
to impress others or to show off or to just increase in information so that we can refute other people or judge other people. This kind of intention is corrupt. When a person seeks divine knowledge, religious knowledge with a corrupt intention, then such a person will not even smell the fragrance of Jannah. Such a person will not even come close to paradise. It is not the act alone that matters. It is not the effort alone that matters. What matters is also the intention. So yes, we managed to come here today. Yes, we managed to purchase our books and sit with our books and ready to begin the study. But this effort, this action alone is not enough. What is necessary is that we have the right intention also. Lillah, for the sake of Allah. Now what does it mean to seek knowledge for the sake of Allah? What does it mean by that? Answer this question. So if you're telling yourself, I'm here with the intention to please Allah, for the sake of Allah, what do you mean by that? Yes? Okay. If I'm doing something for the sake of Allah, what does that mean? Hmm? Okay, to please Him. What else? Okay. Do it according to the way that Allah has prescribed. Okay, what else? Exactly. Allah sent this knowledge. Allah sent the Qur'an. Allah sent this messenger. Why? To teach us. Right? In the Qur'an we learn that the role of the Prophet wasallam was what? يُعَلِّمُهُمْ The Prophet wasallam he was sent as a mu'allim, as a teacher. To teach us what we must know. But then, why? Why should we learn about these matters? Just to fill our brains? No. Knowledge is for action. If Allah sent His Messenger, the Messenger, yes, He came to convey. But convey why? Just so that we keep increasing in our information? No. So that we learn from Him and we do what Allah wants us to do. So this means that whatever we are going to learn here is going to be for the purpose of action. Can you please write this down? Whatever we are learning here is going to be for the purpose of action, for doing. Not just writing. Not just taking notes, not just passing our tests and at the end getting a certificate, but for the purpose of amal. Because if there is no amal, then this effort is useless. If there is no amal, then whatever money you're spending, whatever time you're giving, useless. It's a waste. So if Allah gave us the ability to come and learn, now is our turn to act on what we learn. Because those who learn and they don't act on what they learn, then who do they become? Maghdub alayhim. Those people with whom Allah is angry. Khatam Allahu ala qulubihim wa ala sam'ihim wa ala absarihim ghishawa. Allah has sealed their hearts. Why? Because of their Disobeying despite knowing. May Allah protect us from that. So whatever we're learning here, 
What is the main goal? What is the outcome? What is the main objective? What is it that we want out of the study? It is amal. It's action. And remember, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ One of the ways in which we understand is, is that actions will turn out to be according to the intention that was made for them. Meaning whatever you intend, that is what you're going to get at the end. So if you're intending from now that you're going to act on what you're going to learn, then inshaAllah, if you strive, Allah will also facilitate it for you. He will also make it easy for you. The second thing I want you to remember is attention. Attention. When we're learning, especially the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, it deserves that we give our utmost attention to it. When the Prophet ﷺ was taken on the mi'raj, up to the seventh heaven, imagine all the way up. And we learn in Surah Al-Najm about the Sidra, the Lot tree. إِذْ يَغْشَ السِّدْرَةَ مَا يَغْشَ When the Lot tree was covered with whatever it was covered with. And there were so many great signs that the Prophet ﷺ was shown over there. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that مَا زَاغَ الْبَصَرُ وَمَا طَغَى That the vision of the Prophet ﷺ, it did not deviate. It did not go here or there. Meaning, he was completely focused. Even though so much was going on. He was literally in a different world. So many amazing, unique things were going on. But look at how focused he was. مَا زَاغَ الْبَصَرُ وَمَا طَغَى And the reason why I want to remind you of this is that as we will be studying, yes, there will be things going on. Such as, there will be that odd time when a child will come running. Hmm? There will be that time when children will come into the cafeteria. There will be that time when sisters who are working at the front of the class will have to go outside of class in order to do something. But at these times, let us watch, let us control our vision. Let us make sure that our eyes are focused on the text. Let us make sure that our mind is attentive on what? on what we have come to gain here. Not distracted by a thing here and a thing there. And the third thing I want to remind you of is respect. The Prophet ﷺ deserves respect from us. Correct? How is it that we show respect to Rasulullah ﷺ? How do we do that? Yes? Good. When his name is mentioned then we must send salat and salam upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now every time, you don't have to say it out loud, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? You can say it softly. Right? You can move your mouth with it. And if the person sitting next to you did not even say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam even once, then yes, you can say it a little loudly so that they remember. Okay? Remind one another. What else? How else do we show respect to him? Specifically the Prophet ﷺ, we learn in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the believers that do not step ahead of Allah and His Messenger. Stay behind. Accept Him as your leader. لا تقدموا Don't get ahead. Don't try to lead. Instead you must follow. What does a follower do? 
What does he do? Does he say things like, oh, yeah, I'll see. Like for example, if you're driving, right? And you're following another car. Let's say your dad tells you to follow him. What are you going to do? No, no, dad, you're going the wrong way. Let me show you. Is that what we do? No. Wherever he's going to turn, you're going to turn. Wherever he's going to go, you're going to go. Even if he's speeding, what are you going to do? You're also going to drive fast because you can't lose him. Another way in which we show respect to the Messenger wasallam, Allah teaches us in the Qur'an that do not raise your voices in His presence. Do not raise your voices in His presence. Meaning, watch your language, watch your volume. Be careful about how you speak in His presence. Now yes, He is no longer there with us. But when we study about His life, when we study about His words, then we must observe a level of respect. The words, the descriptions that we will be studying are not the descriptions and words of an ordinary human being. They're not the words of Socrates. They're not the words of a president. They're not the words of a politician or an artist. They are the words of the Messenger wasallam, The one who did not speak from his own desire. So they deserve that we listen to them attentively. They deserve that we pay attention to every word. They deserve that we must try our best to understand. So I would like you that as you're sitting in class, watch your posture also. How are you sitting? See how you're taking notes. Are you in a state of wudu? When you came into the masjid, did you pray to nafal? When you come in the morning to the class, this is a masjid. And masjid deserves nafal. Remember Imam Bukhari did not write a single hadith in his book except that he prayed to nafal before it. Right? And he didn't add any chapter heading except that he prayed to nafal before it. So this should be our routine. Every Sunday as you come in, Make sure you have wudu. If you don't have it, go make wudu. And pray to nafal before you sit down. In class also, as you're sitting, watch your posture. As you're sitting and taking notes, see how you're taking notes. Are your hands clean? Is the book clean? The way you're sitting, are the rows straight? Because when we maintain adab and proper respect, then that is what makes us worthy of knowledge. Remember that. Imam al-Shafi'i, he said that, I complained to my teacher about my bad memory. I complained to my teacher about my bad memory. That I try to memorize things, but I forget them. So he told me to leave sins. He didn't say try this technique. He didn't say try that technique. He said, leave sins. Because knowledge is a nur. It is a light which is not given to a sinful person. And true knowledge is not just having information at your fingertips. True knowledge is that which becomes a part of you. True knowledge is that which you practice, that which you live. And in order to absorb this knowledge, take it in, make it a part of our lives, we have to show 
our eagerness. We have to show that we are worthy. And how do we do that? By showing utmost respect. One more thing, and this is the last reminder I would like to give you before we begin, which is that make sure there are no gaps. Okay? As you're sitting in class, make sure there are no gaps. Alright? If you have a bag, put the bag under the bench, or behind you, or in front of you, but make sure there's no empty space. And if there's space, please move over and fill in the gaps so that at the end of the bench when there's a space, somebody from the back can come and fill it up. Okay? The reason why this is important is because saf is the first, first thing. The angels, they show respect to Allah. How? Wasafati safa. When it comes to salah also, as we're praying in congregation, what is it that we have to observe before we begin our prayer? We have to maintain our, we have to form our rows. Alright? Inshallah we will begin. If you have the book with you, please open it up. And as I explain, inshallah you can take your notes on the side. If you do not have the book with you today, inshallah I will show the hadith and its translation on the slide. So follow that, open up your notebook, and make sure that you are writing. Why is writing important? It preserves what we learn. Al-ilmu saydun wal-kitabatu qayduh. Knowledge is like a game. Game as in the animal that you're hunting. Alright? So imagine if you catch a fish. Alright? Imagine if you catch a fish. But then you let it go. What was the point? And you let it go because you didn't take it out of the water. Right? Or imagine if you catch a bird and you want to keep it. For example, not that I'm encouraging it, but if you do intend to, and if you don't keep it in a cage, what's going to happen? It's going to fly away. One thing is that some people say Imam Bukhari did not write. Hmm? There are reports that Imam Bukhari, you know, he would go to certain shuyukh and he would sit there for like 16 days and the whole time that he was there he never wrote a single word so people would criticize him that how come you do not write right but then he said that whatever you ask me I'll tell you about it so they quizzed him and this happened not once but many times and he knew all the answers it's because he would memorize everything our issue is that once we attend a class and then we leave we don't revisit the information until until when? No, 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 not the next class. Until we have to write a test. This is our issue. We don't even review what we have studied. So what happens is, we keep getting exposed to more and more knowledge, but as we keep getting exposed to it, we keep forgetting it. We never put it into our long-term memory. But Imam Bukhari was in that habit. That whatever he would learn, he wouldn't just hear, Oh, interesting. No. He would hear and memorize. And so his memory became so sharp over time, that all he needed to do was just listen to something attentively once, and it was in his mind, in his memory. Alright, let us begin. Any questions before we begin? Okay. Okay. 